Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't, we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't, we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be, man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know what drove me nuts listening to Kevin McCarthy the other night? Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. He was saying his, his concession speech as he was trying to, to heap on a lugubrious layer of emotion. Talking about where he came from and who he was and his values. And, and talking about Lincoln and Reagan and all of this. Shut up. Right? You're not good at your job. According to the American people. No, he's very good at his job. He lets us steamroll him all the time. Well... I'm speaking on behalf of the American people. Isn't that the problem? These folks in Congress don't speak for you. Tim Burchett spoke for his constituents. And he got attacked for it. He got attacked by Brian Kilmeade. He was mocked and ridiculed. He was belittled. Brian Kilmeade acted like a child. And his, his brow was crinkled. And he was angry. What's in, the, what's in it for you, Brian? Are you part of the club? Are you part of the club? Is that why you guys all had the same talking points on January 6th? Because that's the first thing that struck me. And I've said this a billion times on this show. You're all the same. You all suck. This is why alternative forms of information like programs such as this have come out of the woodwork with such popularity. Why? I don't know any of the Beltway people. I don't care. I don't look at Congress and think with stars in my eyes. Oh boy, maybe someday I can go there. Can you imagine a worse job? Unless you're there for the right reasons. Because it's mired down in inefficiency. It's expected to be ineffective, inefficient, to grind along and to suck. But when Kevin McCarthy excused Jamal Bowman and said as an afterthought, yeah, I mean, he pulled the, he pulled the fire alarm and tried to buy some time. See, an effective Speaker of the House punishes 
childish behavior. That's a felony, if I'm not mistaken. And that's the same charge, obstruction of, a, of, a, of a, an official proceeding, that we have all sorts of January 6th defendants locked away for years for. Now, if Kevin McCarthy was really for the people, that would be the number one thing that would come to his mind. You must be punished, Jamal. But it turns out that that wasn't the only thing that Jamal Bowman decided to step in. He decided to go after and be a despicable human being. He decided to play that black, white supremacy card. Look, I'm not going to tell you I have any idea what it's like to be black any more than I know what it's like to be a man. But I think that there are things that are far more important than us litigating feelings and getting involved in these sidebar smokescreen garbage narratives that are really indicative of total panic. Total panic. Here's your headline. Redstate.com. Jamal Bowman's fire alarm stunt wasn't the only despicable thing he did this week. What? Well, though it should seem pretty obvious what Jamal Bowman was trying to do by pulling the fire alarm in the Cannon office building Saturday, the Capitol Police are continuing their so-called investigation into the matter. What do you need to investigate? There's video of him. He's pulling the fire alarm. What are you doing? Are these the same Cracker Jack investigators who are looking into the pipe bombs or the leaking of the Dobbs decision from the Supreme Court or what happened with that baggie of, of Coke in the White House? Because if that's what's going on, you know what's going on. Nothing. Well, you continue to drown. That said, as it turns out, Bowman's fire alarm stunt was not the only despicable thing he has done over the last week. A few days after the second GOP presidential debate, Bowman was asked during an interview why, what his thoughts were, rather, on the contenders. Who gives a rat's rip what Jamal Bowman thinks about the people who want to be president on the Republican side? I don't care. But this is what he said. He's being the, of course, radical squad member that he is. There was no expression of appreciation of, you know, Here we have a black American in Tim Scott saying, I want to be president. I want to be the first Republican black president. Well, this is what he said instead. Took a major swipe at Tim Scott using racially inflammatory terms to accuse him without evidence of being a sellout to his race. We have children in Congress. That's the problem. That's why many of us agree with the grenade. Blow it up. You guys don't get it. Like commander, you, you've, never been, you've never been trained. You long ago forgot that you're supposed to represent us. You're not a rogue nation. And you sure as hell don't come out and say this. When Tim Scott told the GOP presidential primary audience, America is not a racist country. Jamal Bowman says he heard a whistle loud and clear 
quote, that was Tim Scott completely pandering to the conservative black audience to position himself to be Donald Trump's VP choice. Isn't it so interesting how these people of minute mental acuity are the first to throw their thoughts in super in like hyperspace into somebody's intention? Brian Kilmeade did it with Tim Burchett. Well, you, this is personal for you. You don't like him. Blah, 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 right? No, my belief system, Tim Scott says, is you can be born black and poor and you can pull yourself self up from the bootstraps and you can go and do whatever you want and be whomever you want. Well, that goes against the contrary, the, the whole label and the narrative that if you're black in this country, the whole deck is stacked against you. What a decidedly un-American narrative. That was Tim Scott completely pandering to the conservative black audience to position himself to be Donald Trump's VP choice. Bowman said, now the fact that he would want to be VP to a racist, fascist person is beyond me. But that was him pandering to the Sambo section of the black community, Bowman continued, using a derogatory term for people of African descent. He then went on. To run with the talking point that the woke left has increasingly used in recent months about how you don't need to be white to be a white supremacist. You know, Larry Elder, the black face of white supremacy. Who are these toxic people? Well, in this case, it's Jamal Bowman. That's gross, right? That's just gross. But it's not the only time we've heard this sort of rhetoric from the De- from the Democrats. Listen to Joy Behar. Remember this? Joy Behar represents what I believe is the scourge of our society. White, college-educated, liberal women. Listen. And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it, neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. But Joy Behar does. A Jewish white woman of affluence and privilege. She understands the struggle. Tim Scott doesn't. Sorry. Sorry, she's blacker than you, Tim. Well, he actually said something very interesting, and I want to play this audio for you. What a shameful message to children. Don't think for yourself. Listen how he just tore this whole argument apart and in such a professional way. Go. Well, there's no doubt a white lady dressing up in black face and black man advice probably doesn't ring true in anyone's mind, certainly not my own. But more importantly, I find it offensive and disgusting and dangerous for a very different reason. I'm used to having the left attack me because the, the truth of my life disproves their lies. And I say that because of this. When I helped write the tax cuts and Jobs Act, they called me a prop. When I started talking about refunding the police, they called me a token. When I stepped forward and pushed back on President Biden's malign agenda, they called me the N-word. I don't. I'm used to it. Here's what is dangerous and offensive to me. For every young child in America wanting to think for themselves, draw their own conclusions, what they're saying to them is stay in your place. Do not stick your head up because we're going to tell you how to think so you never learn anything about what you should think. It is literally the dumbest, 
most offensive thing I've ever witnessed on TV to hear these millionaire TV personalities telling me how to live my life as a black man, but more importantly, suggesting to every child, stay in your place, follow my lead, or you too will reap the same harvest of Tim Scott or Clarence Thomas or any other conservative who dares, dares to think for themselves. They want to tell you how to think, how to feel, how to vote, what to do, what is right, whom to support. And if you don't, they'll come after you. All of them. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, a very promising poll. You know how I don't care about polls much, but we talk about them. We follow them. This one specifically out of the Keystone State of the Land Before Time. Oh boy, wait for it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I sometimes find myself wondering what will be the excuse next time for them to to vote, to cheat on the vote and all this stuff. I I mean, it's so funny that uh, that anybody out there believes anymore that we're not all awake. We're all awake. We all see. We know you're not trustworthy. We don't trust the polling places. We don't trust the ballots. We don't trust the mail in. We don't trust the drop boxes. We don't trust it's not connected to the internet. Right. We don't trust anything. Look at what they've done to us. Sometimes I go back and forth. Is it better to be awake to know what's going on because it makes you angry? Or is it nice to sometimes be comfortably numb and just bob along on the sea of suck and not really know because you're not getting wet? Well, unfortunately, the Band-Aid is off and we see what is what is going on. And when you've got a new poll out that says Joe Biden is losing to Donald Trump in Pennsylvania. I bet you it's worse than what they're reporting. Here's the story. Trump takes a two point lead over Joe Biden in Pennsylvania. Now, this is interesting. He also maintains a towering lead over his Republican primary opponents, according to a Quinnipiac University poll. Now, this poll was published Wednesday, shows that 47 percent of registered voters in the Keystone state, including leaners. What do you suppose a leaner is? I don't know. They don't really tell you what that means. I'm going to go with somebody who's on the fence. Back Trump in a rematch of the 2020 election, while Biden garners 45 percent of support. Now, I love these one. These uh, polls are often followed by the disclaimer, though the majority of most people say they'd prefer neither candidate. Factually incorrect. Not a 57 percent say they want Trump. So I'm looking at the results here. Trump up by two. Independence, Trump 48 to Biden 39. This is with 1,725 registered voters. And it was recent September 28th through October 3rd. I'm going through another 3% would vote for another candidate. And this is going to be kind of interesting. What kind of an impact? And I believe, what is it? Is is it this week or is it over the weekend that RFK Jr. allegedly in the worst kept secret ever is going to be announcing he's going to run as an independent? Another 3% would vote for another candidate. 2% are undecided, blah, blah, blah. The 45th president also enjoys an 11-point lead among voters aged 50 to 64, 11 points. Biden leads by 12 with voters 65 and up. That's interesting. 
The 35 to 49 age demographic is almost evenly split with Trump drawing 45, Biden taking 46. Trump is just four points back of Biden in the 18 to 35 age group, 43 to 47. I I find all of this really, really hard to to believe, but okay. In looking at the GOP primary portion of the poll, Trump continues to dominate. We expect he's got 47 points ahead of DeSantis, who has 14. Nikki Haley is on DeSantis's heels in third place with eight, followed by Christie, Pence and nobody else really even making moves. I guess on this one, Vivek has petered out. I don't know. What is it about the older generation now? What is it about 65 and older? Don't they say if, if when you're young, in your 20s, if you don't vote Democrat, you have no heart. But when you get in your 50s and 60s, if you don't vote Republican, you have no what? Brain? Yes. So Trump in Pennsylvania looks like he's doing all right. How are they going to blow this up? What are they going to do? And this is where this next segment comes in, because while you weren't paying attention overnight, neither was I because we were sleeping. The FDA did something quiet and they did something to grant emergency use authorization to yet another COVID-19 vaccine. Now, what's the emergency? What do they know that we don't know? Why is it that Joe Biden just dropped $600 million or whatever on more COVID tests? Does anybody honestly test anymore who's not a liberal? I would say no. What are they greasing us for? Well, you got to do something if Trump is a runaway train and he's leaving everybody in their dust. New virus alert. I'm going to walk you there. Let's see what it says, what you think. That's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, the disconnect between the whole Beltway elite cadre of suck and we the people, right? Do you guys remember when Nancy Pelosi... (laughs) was in her kitchen, standing in front of her, what, $25,000 sub-zero fridge-freezer side-by-side? Look, I do not besmirch people's success. I believe there is ample success, and the whole tenet of capitalism is you achieve. You do you. You get people out of your way, government out of your way. You go be the best you, the entrepreneur, the the inventor, the creator, the thought leader that you are. And if that reaps you buckets of rewards, God bless you. I don't drive by your house and want to spit on your driveway. I'm like, that's awesome. There is a lot of success to go around, but there's something called optics. And then, of course, reading the room. And it was an excruciatingly poor taste. In the height of COVID, when we were supposedly locked in our homes, when the Democrat Party, by and large, was doing everything it could to scare us. And when I say the Democrat Party, the media. Stay home, stay scared, stay high. 
Doubt people in your circle. Be afraid. Fear is a fantastic motivator. So while we were not allowed to go out and go to the barber or go to the hair salon or do any of the things that we normally do, here's Nancy Pelosi gushing over her gourmet ice cream selection in this monstrous sub-zero freezer. Bad optics. How about the video of her walking in and getting her hair colored on the down low while you were not allowed to go to your salon? How about, what's his face, Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry when he was barking orders at all of California about masking and vaccines and safety and virus and blah, 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 blah. He goes and drops gobs of money with a bunch of people sitting elbow to elbow at a table, yucking it up at perhaps one of the more elite California restaurants. That's a disconnect. Major disconnect. For these people who push these vaccines on us, if they think we're going to fall for round two, that disconnect is deeper than I thought. And I have great disdain for these people. I have no more faith in the CDC. I don't know what it'll take for it to come back because they are unbelievable. They have lied. They have hidden data. They've conflated numbers. They've twisted stories and they've done so in a purposeful, destructive fashion. That's true evil. How about the FDA? Wanting to hide all of this data? that they knew from the very beginning about these vaccines for 75 years. Well, that sure sounds open, honest, and transparent, right? Doesn't that sound like government stuff that you can believe in? No, of course not. Then you had Fauci and that loser Collins, right? We need a swift and devastating takedown of the Barrington, Great Barrington Declaration, which basically said, rather than shutting everything down, why don't we just do what Sweden's doing? If you're able to stay away from people, stay away from people. But our kids should go to school. We should protect those who are sick or aged and by and large do the best we can. You know, kind of like the Amish who managed to survive fantastically. If even one, at least in the Pennsylvania Amish community died, I'd be surprised. I don't know. I don't think they have. Huh, so odd. But something's gurgling. There's something on the fire, right? It's bubbling. For Joe Biden to announce that he's spending all these hundreds of millions of dollars, well, Obama or whomever, to announce that through his vacuous mouth, that this is what we're doing, to get all sorts of test kits. So you guys, every American family can have four test kits. I'm not testing for crap, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not afraid of it. And I know you're not either. You know how to make good decisions. You've made good decisions. You're a responsible parent. You raise your kids the way I do. To the best of your ability. Are you perfect? No. But do you get it? Yes, they don't. So this is what's got me kind of fussy. The FDA overnight quietly updates an emergency use authorization for the Novovax. Novavax vaccine, despite no current public health emergency. The only reason to EUA 
a gene scrambling elixir is to provide immunity from the big pharma fat cats who've become billionaires as millions of people across planet Earth have died from a virus that we all know where it came from. They've told you the truth about nothing. When was the last time Congress told us the truth? Do you really? They don't think you need to know. Here's your story. So $600 million to acquire 200 million tests. Why would they do that? And then yesterday, amid this frenzy over the removal of Kevin McCarthy, blah, 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 the Food and Drug Administration amended the emergency use authorization for the Novavax COVID-19 vaccine, despite the public health emergency officially ending about five months earlier in May. And that went on too long. And this is according to the CDC. So how is it that the FDA seemingly is able to approve an emergency use authorization when there is not an emergency? Well, apparently it feels like they're going to make another one. Can you imagine people? Can you imagine the darkness inside somebody like Fauci? whose fingerprints are all over this, who withheld grant money to to scientists and researchers and doctors unless they towed his narrative. This is exactly like Jamal Bowman saying this is what this is the story. You're either with us or we're going to call you the black face of white supremacy. It's obvious. It's disgraceful. It's despicable and it's dangerous. And then when you talk about it, It's Donald Trump's fault. Very interesting. As more and more data becomes available, of course, since the release of these quote-unquote vaccines, many health professionals are now calling into question things like turbo cancers, sudden rises in excess mortality, and mysterious white fibrous clots being found in, wait for this, 50% of cadavers. That's what Richard Hirschman, who we had on this program, says. He's the embalmer who's like, look, I'm not some I'm not some doctor, but my job as an embalmer is to withdraw from a decedent's body the liquids and then put in the appropriate fluids to preserve the body for said viewing and what have you. Right. And I'm finding something that's pretty gnarly. And it's in half of these people. I'm a very basic person. I just want to know what we're up against. But what if what you're up against is what exactly you need to destroy? That's going to take us back to Matt Gates throwing the pin out of the grenade and launching it. Do these people have any idea how done we the people are with them? With this garbage, do you really think that people are going to go back to wearing masks? Some will. Whatever you do, you. But do they really think they're going to beat this drum again and everybody's going to hop on board? And have you guys heard some of this scut that I've heard? And this comes directly from the World Economic Forum, which is evil incarnate. That because the vaccine and the COVID thing didn't have legs and because it seems like this whole green climate stuff has a limited lifespan because people fundamentally are going to reject ditching all fossil fuels for unaffordable, 
unsustainable and unreliable electric nonsense. So what are they going to do next? They're going to go after water. Water. Kind of takes me to Lahaina, where you had that wacko activist guy in charge of the release of water to people on the island so that they could fight the fires. And he said, no, I'm not going to release it. And so there was no water to fight the fire for five hours because he wanted to talk about the equity, the equity about water. What? It almost seems all so stupidly connected. And it all goes right back to Democrats who suck and Republicans who pretend they're conservatives who aren't, who I say suck worse. Don't you dare try to come at us. Not even close. We're not buying what you are selling. And that is a fact. How about this headline from Dr. Mackis, Bill Mackis, MD, Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are killing young people at a, the highest rate in three years. What are they going to tell you about that? Oh, that's a computer glitch. Oh, no, he's probably some wacko MAGA extremist. Oh, no, you've got your numbers wrong. 42% excess mortality in zero to 24 year olds. Young people don't die, ladies and gentlemen. This would be Nobel Prize winning work in medicine, in my humble opinion. So emergency use authorization, twisting all of the rules and the guidelines, changing death certificates, moving the goalposts, using the media to create images of people dying on the street, body bags everywhere. This is why, in a nutshell, I have such disdain for liars, for propagandists, for people who hate this country. And if that means the road ahead is going to get ugly and dangerous and frustrating because we need to root it out from the inside and rebuild, let's go. Lahaina is going to rebuild. We can rebuild our Congress. We can rebuild this country All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, the magic waving of the wand yet again. Joe Biden obviously desperate. He knows the numbers. The cheats got to It can't be done with Donald Trump so popular. What do you do? Will you give a bunch of debt forgiveness to young people and then we pay for it? Did you hear about this? Because it's next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. So here's your headline, thepostmillennial.com. Biden pushes $9 billion in student loan forgiveness after Supreme Court rejects debt relief plan. This is the story. Ah, don't worry about it. Ah, it's not a big deal. Ah, we just need your vote. Ah, remember, come across the border. Wherever you go, here's your cell phone, right? Here's your cell phone. Here's your, here's your free money. Here's your all this that you get. Just remember me when we say you can vote. On Wednesday, the Biden administration announced it had approved an additional $9 billion in student loan forgiveness. The money will help 125,000 Americans pay off debts that they incurred while receiving post-secondary education. It is so wholly fiscally irresponsible. It's not going to cost anybody anything. 
the Inflation Reduction Act. It's actually going to reduce the deficit. How does spending money save you money? How does giving an addict more of the drug that they're trying to kick help them kick the ab- the habit? Rehab. Rehab. This is reason number 7,000 why our governance sucks. The move comes as the pandemic era pause on student loan payments comes to an end, forcing students to begin making payments. Don't you wish somebody was there to wave a magic wand when you were taking out those loans? Brock, have you gotten your next payment or has it been forgiven? Uh, As far as I know, it's been forgiven. I have not heard anything from them. So you haven't gotten since all of these shenanigans, since the pause on, on your payments during COVID, right? You were supposed to start again, were you not? I was. They were, they sent me a thing saying, you, I got an email saying your loan has been forgiven after 24 years. You've been paying 24 years. Correct. How it, much have you been paying every month? Does it change? It has changed. So what would be most recent? Uh, two something. Two hundred dollars. What would two be something? the cheapest you've ever spent? A hundred? Seventy-five? On? On your student loan payments. That, that was the cheapest. What, a hundred and seventy-five? No, two something, whatever it was. They... Directly take it. All right. Maybe this is, you know, we should call Kamala Harris because she loves getting to the root causes of things, right? So you mean to tell me Brock has been paying at a minimum $200 a month for 24 years? Minus the two years that they put on a hold or two or three years. So let's just say 20. And then you got something in the mail that said, congratulations, you don't have to pay anymore. And do you remember how you felt? I called you. I was angry. Why? Because I took the loan. Because it was my debt. Now, granted, it was Lord ridiculous. only knows how much I paid actually back. But This is what Joe Biden says. I promised you that my administration would continue to use every tool at our disposal to ease the burden of student debt so more Americans can be free to achieve their dreams. Rather than saying, I'm thinking that the cost of this education has gotten wildly out of control. We're just going to make it go away. But make sure you remember us because that's what it's all about. This is your government on drugs. They are addicts. Well, is it any wonder then, as we look at this, and we hear the voices like Brian Kilmeade and Sean Hannity and and Newt Gingrich and all these other people saying 96% of Congress voted for Kevin McCarthy. Well, how about this from Statista.com? As of August of 2023, so just within the last five or six weeks, How many percent? What's the percentage of Americans who approve of the way Congress is handling its job? 19%. 78% disagree. And these blowhards on all of these TV shows are going to finger wag all of these folks, the eight Republicans who said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not down with crazy anymore. And when I tell you that America's trust in the media, which is also at a record low, is almost twice how America feels trust-wise in Congress. Houston, we've got a problem. 34% have a great deal or a fair amount of confidence in the media. One third. 38% have no trust at all. 70% of Democrats 
believe the media. 14% of Republicans. This is the story in America today. And if being extreme means I support Matt Gates and his seven congressional colleagues who said this is not working and your little baby steps aren't enough, that you went behind our backs and you promised Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer a side gig, a side hustle to milk us more for Ukraine? And you didn't come clean on that? Really? Game over. You're done. And anybody who defends them, all of these people who want you to think that they're just like you, until someone just like you decides to break away and do what needs to be done, how dare you deviate from what we say? And their true colors come out. I want to encourage you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to break down It is so important that you hear Tim Burch, a congressman from Tennessee. I heard I said to Brock, it is perhaps one of the most meaningful, impactful, comforting interviews I've heard probably in the last five years, because what he says, the congressman speaks to your heart. All is not lost, my friends. It's a lot of work. But I'm in. You? We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Until then, peace.